Hey, listener, thank you so much for tuning in to this replay of U.S. Rugby Happy Hour Live. This is the second half of the show with a new guest awaiting. If you haven't done so already, be sure to listen to the first half, too. And give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Eagles Overseas and Rugby Morning for updates on future shows and news about USA Rugby. Also, please like, subscribe, and follow, and leave us a five-star review. That helps get these shows in front of more and more listeners. Now, on to our next guest. Fresh off the Pacific Four Series, let's all please welcome, making a second appearance on the show, USA Women's Head Coach Richard Ashfield. Rich, how are you? Uh, I'm good, thanks. I think this is actually my third appearance, so third. One of them must not have been memorable. <laughs> I just don't think I can count very well. Once you go above <laughs> two, it's you know I lose it. <laughs> no, Richard, um, appreciate you coming on for the third time. Thank you for. I'll have to correct my notes here. Yeah, uh, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> have you had a chance to uh, kind of relax and, and breathe yet after that Black Ferns match? That was uh, that was <sighs> intense and exciting. Yeah. Um... Short answer is no, because I was straight back to my kids' sports on Sunday morning and uh, driving my son to the airport at 3 a.m. on Monday morning, and so it's been a, a hectic turnover. Plus, we had, I think, 15 flights canceled or rearranged, so a lot of managing of players getting back home. Um, but I, I actually sat down and managed to re-watch the first half today for, for the first time, and still, I think my blood pressure is still high and my heart rate's still going after that. Man, it was. I mean, let's let's jump right into it. The, the the match against the Blackferns, and as you said, it was a spirited game against New Zealand. Women's Eagles had a 17-5 halftime lead, winning through about 60 minutes. You know, eventually got away a little bit there. But what does that performance say uh, about the squad? Uh, look, we we were really disappointed with how we played against Australia. Uh, we knew we were much better than we showed there, and. You know the big the big theme for that week leading in New Zealand was we we got to stop with all the big talk and actually start having some big actions, and um, you know things were pretty simple. You know, win our race to to get set first, win our race to get off the line to cause them problems. You know they're a very good front foot team, but like any any team in the world, they don't like being put under pressure. They don't like things being made as difficult as possible. Um, so uh, you know to to a player. Everyone stepped up, and you know we had nothing to lose really. Um, and it was it was a fantastic sixty minutes. I think a lot of our younger players had really learned you know learned a lot um, playing against Australia about what international was rugby was all about. And they showed a week later that how much they'd learned. Um, so it was, that was really really exciting. And I think that that uh, growth curve is is going to be really exciting moving forward. So yeah, hopefully it, it's just the start of something. Yeah, so yeah, you mentioned it, right, the, the start of something. And I think the Pacific Four Series, and we'll talk about the WXV competition coming up in, in October, but specifically the Pacific Four Series, right, you know, probably not the results, right, you were, were hoping for. But, you know, again, some, some tough, top, tough, top competition, excuse me, New Zealand, Canada, and then, of course, you know, the flip from, from the team's last match against Australia in the World Cup there. But... You know, maybe speak a little bit more um, about some of, some of that growth, you know, specific things that you were able to find positives uh, from from the series. Um, so, you know, and I think uh, Darty sort of mentioned some of it already. We had six players from the under-23s in the squad. We actually did a, a bigger camp the week before where we had four members of the under-20s. Um, so we wanted 
these players that, that have been winning with the age grades to kind of bring some of that energy and that kind of grit and determination that they showed down in South America um, into the and, and see what it was all about in the senior squad. Uh, you know, we we had to get our we have to get our our pathways all working cohesively because there is so much talent um, that that's fallen through the cracks, and as, as they get more opportunities in the age grades, those experiences are going to hopefully prove very valuable when they come into the seniors. So they're not coming in completely cold. So you know, keep keeping these opportunities alive for the under twenty threes, the ability for them to go up to the seniors, maybe back to the under-23s, get different experiences, learn different types of leadership, um, I think is going to be really, really important. Um, but then, so hopefully they can bring it back into their college game, their club game, and we'll, we'll see sort of the, the tide rise for everyone. Yeah, what an experience, right, for some of the players that are in college to be able to go play internationally and then turn around in the fall and head back to their to their campus and, and bring the, the skills and just the high-level competition of international play back with them. That's got to benefit uh, everyone, I'd imagine. Oh, d- definitely. Yeah, um, you know, what, what they learned. And, you know, what we see is that they're coming from very – Katie – mentioned quality college programs, full-time environments, but they've never really been tested under the pressure, like playing against the Black Ferns or playing against Australia. You know, when you look at, um, I don't want to, Frida Tafuna was fantastic. You know, Tana Tugafu had a really tough day against Australia, but then bounced back against the Black Ferns and looked like, you know, a, a 20 test scrum half. Um, so there's a lot of really exciting players there. And then, you know, even the likes of, uh, Tiana Padilla, who was with the under 20s, she spent a week with us. And then I think when she got to the 20s, it really benefited her around her leadership and, and some of the experiences she'd had with the seniors. So, and the more we can drip this in, I think the better it's going to be for the program moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. I think on your last episode, which was probably number three, we had uh, we had uh, we had Summer Harris Jones uh, yeah. on the episode as well. Will we continue to see some USA Seven players like her uh, in camp? Yeah, that's the hope. You know, we're we're in constant communication with Emily down there. We've got a good working relationship, um, and it's just about finding uh, the the best balance. Um, you know, across all aspects, whether it's you know strength and conditioning, their their nutrition, anything that can we can we can work together to to help us. Um, I think is is really cool. You know, we had Nana Favet. He was in with us. Summer Harris Jones was there. Um, looks like uh, Janine Duncan's probably going, or sorry, Janine Dedevo's going to back down into sevens for a couple of weeks to help with some training. There's a lot of exciting things um, happening. It's just we, as we keep sort of connecting all the dots um, and trying to work collaboratively instead of just in all these little silos that we have been for probably the last four or five years. Rich, I think you just broke some news for us about Janine Detavo. Did not realize she was going back to the sevens program. So you're hearing um, here first, folks. <laughs> sorry, she's just she's just training down there. Just oh, okay. uh, training. <laughs> I I got a little ahead of myself. I apologize. <laughs> Get me in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be your third and last appearance. Yeah. We can't have yeah. that. We can't have yeah. that. Um, yeah, but speaking a little bit about the uh, the veterans, right? Kate Zachary in the centers, and we saw her there with uh, Exeter quite a bit. Um, was that a was that a tough decision for you and the coaching staff to put Katie in the back line? No, not at all. <laughs> uh, when you've seen how well she's been playing for Exeter this year, there, um, you know, top top try scorer in the in the prem, and then we looked 
at the sort of depth of talent we have in, in the back row. It's one area we never seem to struggle to find players in is the back row. Um, and, you know, it just all made sense to us. And, and you can see her communication, her defensive work at 13 was really, really important um, in helping gel um, things across the back line. So, um, yeah, we knew it was, we thought it was a bit of a risk, but, you know, after one training session, we were pretty, pretty confident we'd got it all right. Oh, sorry there. I was muted there for a second. I wanted to move over to the uh, and for those who, who are listening and want to come up and, and ask a question, please feel free to do so. Um, just hit the button down at the lower left to request to speak and we'll invite you up uh, as a speaker and feel free to ask a, a question. Um, I wanted to move over to talk about the, the WXV competition. So Women's Eagles will be uh, in Tier 2, and that kicks off uh, in Cape Town, South Africa, competing in a pool that includes Scotland, South Africa, Japan, Samoa, and I guess either Italy or, or Spain. I think that will be decided um, next week. But I guess that has uh, – when do you plan to, to open camp to prepare for those uh, matches? Yeah, we're still we're still kind of working through all the logistics there. We're ho- hopefully trying to get a couple of warm up games um, in advance of that. But I'd say that's all details still to be worked out. Um, we'll probably be trying to name our squad sometime in mid August, uh, and then and then sort of work from there. Got it. You kind of answered my next question. I was going to mention that Canada they announced two match series against England in September ahead of the their series there. Um, you mentioned maybe potentially lining up a couple warm-up matches. Will it be like a team at the level of, of England in the X, in the WXV1 series, or is that still TBD? It's still still TBD. Gotcha. Like most things, things are TBD. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Rich has been on the program enough to, to not to reveal too much. So uh, <laughs> two cracks at the question, and I couldn't get exactly. it. <laughs> um yeah, so we had Katie on just a, a few minutes ago. I want to talk a little bit USA Women's U23. They're for those who missed it, they're playing the two match series against Canada at Veterans Memorial Stadium next week. But any chance we'll be able to see some of the senior squad play stateside? Maybe that's the third time I'm asking this question, but uh, I'd love to see the Women's Eagles here on on American soil. Any chance that'll be happening? Um, I I think. Again, nothing concrete, but I think it'll be in the uh, in the pack four competition. Um, probably moving forward is when we'll we'll see that. Well, that's great news. I'll take that. <laughs> you're well. I mean, you're well. You're well aware of the the U twenty three roster with you know, a few already earning some senior caps. Talk a little bit about their recent success in, in South America and kind of the importance of this team to the senior side's success. Um, no, I, I think it's it's really important. And, you know, even if you look through some of our more veteran players that are already there, the likes of Mackenzie Hawkins or oh, Tess Fury, you know, Carly Waters, they all came through the age grades. They all came up through that. And it's it's a great kind of way of, uh, dipping your toe in international waters and, and, and learning. Um, and we saw, you know, we had six in the 30 for pack four. Um, looking back, there was probably another one or two that we, we, we could have taken and uh, that could have made an impact. 
uh, and that's because of what happened down in South America. You know, it's it's all well and good watching them play for their college and it, it, you know, they perform really well, but actually seeing some of them go toe to toe with senior women's national teams. And, you know, Colombia were a very physical team that got up to all sorts of shenanigans, um, but they handled it with, you know, real determination. And, you know, I, I spoke to, to Katie after both the Brazil and Colombia games. And the one thing that impressed me was, they got scored on and then within five minutes had, had scored back, had like straight away responded, you know, that the, the fight and that determination and that willingness to keep, to stay in that fight was huge. And um, that's the sort of attitude that we wanted to make sure was coming in into the senior team. And, you know, along with, obviously they've got some pretty tremendous athleticism and skill sets that, you know, some of this, the senior players had, have, I think had a little sort of wake up, sit up and look around and who's this young whippersnapper biting at my heels now? Um, you know, and, and they, they still have a long way to go and a lot to learn. Um, but they they're definitely have, have raised a few eyebrows, which is very exciting. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, will we see you making the uh, the trip to Boston? Um, unfortunately, I am not able to go to Boston for the 23s. Oh, that's all right. That's all right. Um, kind of moving on there, you know, so you've, you've – uh, You've been the interim head coach for, you know, seven, eight months now overseeing the program. Other than wins, losses, what's, I guess maybe what's been the most difficult part of the job? <laughs> so a lot. <laughs> Look, is, Taylor, is Taylor still on here? Uh, um, She's listening, yeah. Okay. Um, no, it's, you know, it's, it's been really challenging. We, we came in with a remit. We were the oldest team at the World Cup. We had to bring the age profile down. We have managed to, I think we've uh, capped 12 new players, um, which is, you know, really, really tough because you have to be willing to accept there's going to be a lot of bumps in the road doing that and you're taking risks and some are right and some are wrong. And I, that's definitely been really difficult. You know, there's been some very um, hard conversations with players about where they are, where their future lies. Um and it's, it's never easy, but at the end of the day, we're trying to drive the program forward. And I think it's been really rewarding. And I think, you know, while it's only one performance and it was only for 60 minutes, there was a lot of um, real potential and joy there. And, and even, you know, even though we lost coming off, a lot of the players uh, they saw what we are capable of as a unit, if we can continue to build that experience and, you know, and, and play at that level. Absolutely. So then the next question is, uh, what's been the most enjoyable part of the job for you so far? Uh, giving out 12 new caps, <laughs> you know, that was pretty, that's, you know, there's, um, it's been really exciting. Um, you know, the, the, the younger players, the new players have questioned things, have pushed us in, in directions we maybe didn't think we were going to go have challenged the way we've wanted to do some things, um, which is really exciting. Um, and it's, it's definitely rewarding. And I, I hope that, you know, come 25, come 29, I'm able to still be there being like, hey, I was there on day one with that player. Um, because there's some really special talent um, that we brought through that if they, if they want to, you know, we said at the end of pack four, if they want to get on the bus and go on this journey, this guy could be the limit. Um, but it's, you know, it's going to be some tough choices along the way. But, you know, it's just the exciting part of helping the, the, 
the team move forward and the game move forward. I think it's a really exciting time in general for women's rugby in America. Um, and I think being it's a small part of that journey's um, been probably the best part. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess, you know, as, as the, the interim head coach, do you feel the pressure maybe to get results with that tag? Uh, no. <laughs> I've been around the program for long enough to know um, you know where we are. What's realistic? You know, we you you play against New Zealand and there's thirty contracted players. You know, and with a, a top domestic competition, England, same thing. You know, so we know where we are in relation to some of these other countries. Um, I think we have the ability to punch well above our weight uh, if we can get things going in the right direction. Um, and I think. You know, there's there's things happening behind the scenes which I think will, again will will really help us develop and and things like having our under 23s and under 20s play meaningful international games is huge and as long as that continues we keep we'll keep increasing the size of our funnel to find players um so yeah it should be should be hopefully good moving forward oh that's great that's great and maybe just kind of shifting gears here a little bit talking some college rugby. Uh, you're still coaching at uh, Stanford, correct? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Are you starting to to prep at all for the fall season, or do you get a little bit of uh, downtime before that really swings uh, yeah, in here? We're we're a quarter school, so we actually don't come back into school until the 24th of September. So we get a little bit more time. So just you know, admin stuff in the background. Um, you know, just enjoying the California sunshine. You know, you know, I hear Darty waxing lyrical about Dartmouth and their facilities, but you know, we have the sunshine year round at ours. We don't have to deal with snow, so you know, I, I'd say I'll I'll take that one more than Dartmouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> quick, quick comment on the quarter system. I never could get used to that. I don't know how colleges can can do the quarter system. That is always throws me off. <laughs> It's, it's certainly a challenge when it comes to a rugby season. So, absolutely. And what what is then um, kind of recruiting look like for uh, your program? You know, Bill asked a similar question to Katie, but you know, where, where do you where do you look for recruiting efforts for for the women's program there at Stanford? Um, we're just on campus. Like we we can't offer anything to help people get in. Um, you know, admissions at Stanford are below four percent acceptance rate it's it's a tough place to get into so we we've been very fortunate um this last couple of years we had a couple of people that decided to stop on the varsity rowing team the peach volleyball team so we were getting some athletes over to rugby every year we get one or two that have maybe played in high school um so we just cast the net wide around campus and uh, and it varies what what happens each year um one one thing I will note that Kitty didn't mention one of her best recruiting devices was Stanford Summer Camp. She used to come and coach at Stanford Summer Camp and find all all the best athletes. <laughs> Kitty, is there truth to that comment? <laughs> yeah, there's there's there was a one summer where I'm I'm still seeing uh you know players that were I think at the time 12 or 13. We have one coming in next year who's at that camp. And then, yeah, th- I think three from that camp in one year. So, yeah, fertile, fertile recruiting ground for sure. <laughs> well, that's great. Rich, I got to ask a couple more questions here. One, just 
how many uh, frequent fire miles now have you uh, accumulated over the last <laughs> eight months or so? Um, I'm not 100% sure. I'm sure my wife knows it to the number. She's the one left dealing with the three boys every time I'm gone for three or four weeks at a time. <laughs> no, that's that's great, uh, Rich. And um, I know Bill is having some, some technical difficulties and um, <laughs> I was jumping on the program a little bit late because I was trying to put my kids to sleep and they are now starting to wake up a little bit because I think they can hear me. So if, if anyone has any other questions for Rich or Katie, I think we'll try and end this program um, early tonight if anyone else has any other questions. But uh, Katie and Rich, I appreciate, for on behalf of Bill, we appreciate you coming on and being part of US Rugby Happy Hour Live. We try and do this just about every Wednesday at 9 o'clock Eastern Time. So again, Katie and Rich, appreciate you coming on and answering our questions, and we hope to have you guys again on real soon. Okay, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks. Have a great night. All right, thanks, everyone. And for those who didn't catch it live, Bill will try and post this as a podcast episode tomorrow and you can probably get that anywhere where you listen to your podcast spotify apple etc thanks everyone for listening to us rugby happy hour live we'll catch you next week